Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Well, we just finished recording and we didn't have a cold open and I forgot uh, something to say. So, uh, yeah, I got a very brief uh, interaction and meeting with Soraya. Really? Or Soraya. Sorry, I keep... Soraya. Uh, I know. I, I, I've been saying it both ways. Soraya. Soraya. Yeah. Soraya. Soraya Carey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, at the Dynamite this or last past week in Indy, we were kind of like where we would go out to like go to the bathroom, concessions, whatnot, was like what I guess would be the opposite side of like the backstage entry. Mm-hmm. So there was like a curtain there. That's where I ran into Marvez. Uh, yeah. He was he was having a conversation with someone, but I just said, hey, good to see you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Soraya was like kind of peeking her head out of the curtain and someone was taking a picture of her and she was just chatting and being cool and nice and like, oh shit. And I just pulled my phone out. I'm like, do you mind? And she's like, oh no, not at all. And I'm like, oh, thanks. And I'm like, oh, it's so great to have you back. You know, the match with Britt was great. She's like, oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. So it was just a very quick, you know, snagged a couple picks, said hello. But a uh, very cool moment. And she was super duper cool. And uh, yeah. Oh, how sweet. <laughs> yeah. How sweet yeah. it is to talk to Soraya. Then Marvez started snapping his fingers at you. <laughs> He did tell me he really appreciated that I, uh, it was good to see him. Good to see him. Appreciate <laughs> it. There's a lot of appreciating going there. It was an appreciation milkshake. Oh, yeah, yeah. it was. But, uh, was. yeah, so that's your uh, tepid open. Boys, episode 89. My name is Brett Jagger, along with Beaumont Rand. How are we doing, everyone? Hey. How are we? Good. What's up? How, how are we? Hey. It's late. Yeah. Later than we usually do. This. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's late on a Monday. It's uh, the end of the school year is 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 is, is sort of uh, has created this scenario where, you know, uh, I work and then I got to go back, leave the insurance office and get some grading in or otherwise i'd feel bad and be super behind um mm. and and in my infinite wisdom i made an assignment due tomorrow and told the students on thursday i was like hey uh if you want me to look at your next draft just give me an email and then all the little kids decided to like Don't. email me at like 7 p.m so Shoot. God, god bless you all but uh Shoot. but get your stuff together yeah come on kids yeah. uh yeah cool well hey we're here it's BBB late night, even though it's really not that late. It's oh no, nine forty four p.m. here in the Eastern oh, for, Time Zone oh, yeah, on for, Monday, December fifth. Yeah, I was gonna say for people on the West Coast, it's still early dinner time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, hey, let's just get right into it. Uh, something that probably not too many of our listeners care about, but it's a big deal in our world, and especially your world and our landlord's world, a little more than mine. But uh, wake up this morning, and uh, first bit of news I see is the University of Cincinnati has hired Louisville Scott Satterfield to be their next head coach. Wild. <laughs> So let me tell no, you, I can't believe it. Yeah, me neither. Um, and so let me tell you, this has a parallel. So um, I've told you and I've talked a little bit about on here how I like to sleep on the floor sometimes. How, like, yeah. yeah. So, so anywho, I really um, caught on to this when I moved to Carbondale because I moved there and I started having trouble sleeping. And I kind of wondered if it was just the new location and the new everything, the new life yep. um, that, uh, you know, was causing that. And so anyways, this was September of 2017. 
And I remember one morning I slept on the floor, didn't get like great sleep. And I woke up and turned my phone on. And usually like when my brain's just like starting up sputtering, like I'm just like, ah, let's find something to read. Google news card Chronicle, which is the Louisville sports blog for which I have written in the past. Yep. Run by Mike Rutherford. Um, and who is Trevor Kelsey's co-host who's been on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, and then that morning I saw Louisville and pay for play scandal, you know, like, and just, just laying on the floor, you know, like the, the beginning of the end of not just Rick Patino, but you know, the, the, the basketball program as we see now, you know, yeah. heard to the shape. Oh, and eight. Oh, and eight. Oh, oh, just like even like they released the NET rankings today, the thing that they assessed the tournament by. Yeah. 363 teams in Division One, Louisville, 361st. <laughs> Who would have ever thought? Who like, ever thought? Azar, real quick, Azar had a funny one because yep. since Jericho's been calling himself the Ocho, he's like, after the loss today, is Louisville now the negative Ocho? The negative Oh, dude, they are. <laughs> My lord, what, but, what uh, is 351? What is it? 331? No, 361 out of 363. <laughs> I, I mean, think, who's behind them? Hartford and uh, which is where else. Azar lives, yeah, yeah, interestingly, Hartford, yeah, or yeah, the, yeah, that area, yeah, Hartford and, and some other team. But, um, anywho, um, I was sleeping <laughs> on the floor last night, woke up in the morning, kind of the same thing happened. Card Chronicle, Scott Satterfield to Cincinnati. I had to look twice because I was like, what? Oh, I thought it was an April Fool's joke. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, wait, it's December. Yeah. So so to unpack all this. Um, <laughs> Which like, takes some unpacking. Yeah, yeah. Because like, okay, um, I don't think, and, and I'm sure I, I, I'm like, I'm not upset. No. About it. Yeah, no. We, like, as I would say, most Louisville fans halfway through the season wanted him fired. Right. Yeah. After a two and three start and a loss to Boston College, who ended up three and nine. Yeah. You know, they, they turned it around, one against a top 10 team that did follow the top 25 in the yeah. beginning of the year. But, you know, had, had saved face and had a big recruiting class coming in, but still like mediocre, like into the season with another um, drilling by UK. Um, yeah. <laughs> You know, and like it, uninspired play calling. Yeah, like there's like, not a lot of like I yeah, don't know positivity. Oh yeah, and when, when Louisville football's been good, it's been like offensive explode, like you yes. know stuff like that. And and this has been very mediocre. So, <laughs> but he was you know good. He had the one to, really good year his first year that yeah. definitely built him up a lot of goodwill. Then he right. was flirting with South Carolina yeah. in that off season. And I feel mm. like ever since then, it had never really been the same. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, pretty much. And, uh, you know, like he like did uh, well enough to come back next year, but like, you know, with we're that losing... recruiting class, especially, yeah, yeah. but you know, we're so, and here's kind of what goes into it. So I watched a little bit of the interview with Josh Hurd, who is the uh, athletic director at Louisville. Um, who named Dion Branch as an coach, which former is Super Bowl MVP? Yeah, yeah. So Dion Branch, um, and so he basically explained that um, Satterfield's agent is Jimmy Sexton, who is a big agent of many. I, I think just coaches, you know, sure, pr pretty well. Trevor got Mister Scott Sexton. Boris of coat of football coaches. The Scott agents. Boris, yeah, yeah. So anywho, um, he had called the AD like asking for an extension for Satterfield because Satterfield, I think is expecting despite the recruiting class us to maybe take a step back ne next year. Cause we're losing starting quarterback yeah. starting, a lot, you know, like a lot of big role players. So the, 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 while the recruiting class is good, you know, they may not be able to step in and win nine games. You sure. Know? So like, if he goes like five and seven next year, he's getting fired probably. So like the, you know, the, his agent's trying to get some like time for him. Yeah. And then the, uh, Josh heard the AD was like, no, yeah, and yeah, that's what Lee said. I guess he yeah. asked for a raise too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and so he, yeah, he said. Well, because no. again, he was on thin ice here. Oh and yeah, Lee, my our landlord. Yeah, like as as you know, he, you and he are definitely bigger Louisville fans yeah. than I right now. Yeah. But I mean, he, it was all he was, it was like. What do we do? It's like yeah. we've got this great recruiting class coming in, but yeah. our coach is kind of a bum yeah it is and like <laughs> and now he got hired by uc which is one of which has been one of the best programs in the country oh yeah well, well and their justification was really out there because they were like well satterfield <laughs> helped state from the fcs to the fbs so they could liken that to go great the with the nil stuff <laughs> yeah they likened that transition to the one to the big 12 and i'm yeah. just like 
No, I don't think that's like a apples to he apples. Was one kind of... game over five hundred here. Yeah, and um, like <laughs> just think UK just think didn't of... even get close. <laughs> just think about this: like, how big of a step down is this from Luke Fickle? Like, just just such a big... massive, <laughs> massive. Yeah, like it's like if, if you're in UC in the position you're in, yeah, yeah. you have been rising. You made the college football playoff. You're yeah. the only team that's not a Power Five. The best you can do is Scott Satterfield, right? Yeah, it's just and it, again, not trying to shit on him more or whatever. It just doesn't make sense. No, and it's like I think the only justification is like, well, it's a kind of a splashy thing because you pulled him from another, not yeah. only another Power Five school, but a rival. That's the only you know? thing I don't yeah. like. It's like I fuck you, see, but yeah. uh yeah, whatever. It's like I don't want him. Yeah. But it does like kind of suck that they quote unquote poached him. Yeah. However, it's not going to go well. Oh no, it's it, it's not, and it's like you're. Just, I feel like they're just so much better off, and like I feel like a lot of teams are so much better off, like going for like up and coming coordinator. Yep. You know that that whose name you may not know or whose main name may not generate airways, but like still, like I feel like Satterfield's name in this. Um, you know, coaching chains has generated a lot more negative. Like, you know, yeah. like, like I said, every time I've got on the sub, the subreddit today, like mostly UC fans have been like, what the fuck? This is, and like, I've seen a lot yeah. of like reporters, like college football reporters saying like, you know, yeah. you see a lot of both sides of this thinking they won the deal. Yeah. Cincinnati did not No, <laughs> like, so many people saying oh. like, this was a horrible, like qualified pundits if you oh will, yeah saying like this is a horrible move you, you should see like some of the people on the subreddit some of the uc fans who are trying to like explain away how this is good and how they're excited <laughs> it's it's so funny when like following just all the local news outlets up yeah. here and just kind of seeing how they puff it up and like uc's yeah. graphic yeah oh it was just, like it had shit about the sun belt <laughs> The sun belt. It's like who gives a fuck? Well, they what? didn't want to put his ACC record, which is fifteen and eighteen. <laughs> they didn't want to put that. He got juked by Air Force last and just, year. And just how many times have like we just texted each other? I'll just send you faces of Scott Satterfield because he's just. Oh, it's dude. mind-boggling sometimes that's dumb shit he would do oh just so dopey it's like you know i feel like luke fickles <laughs> seems like a pretty intense guy yeah you know and scott Satterfield, you're getting the exact opposite yeah. you're getting some like laid back like southern boy of... yeah you know it seems like a very nice guy yeah you know enough i don't i don't have a bad thing to say about him like you know yeah. in terms of him as a human and really yeah. like it's not like he was awful for us and that first year was great no, I mean, like, he's, you know, ultimately but, above 500, but mediocre. I mean, one like, game, above, yeah, very yeah, mediocre. Very like, mediocre. it's not Craig Thorpe. No, but no, yeah. But so, yeah, and then, um, <laughs> it, it, it's just funny. And like, all the, the people, all the UC fans on the subreddit, they're like, but he can recruit. Yeah. And I'm like, that's all yeah. they're saying is he, yeah, can, yeah one class. <laughs> but yeah, and they don't even know the context that these guys were funneled in by like an Adidas brand ambassador. Correct. Yeah. You know, and, and and UC is an Under Armour school, so like, and it, like, there's been a lot of the, the one interesting debate that's came out of this that I've heard from like Rutherford's podcast and stuff is, um, like where UC and U of L on the totem pole stand, and like when Louisville went to the ACC in 2014, you would have thought that that would have meant a big jump for them. Sure, but you know, U of L after Lamar Jackson has not been very, very middling at best yeah. in the ACC and UC star has risen, making the college football playoffs. So more so, <coughs> excuse me, than in 2014, they're pretty close. Yeah. You know, they're pretty close. They're pretty similar profile, which also blows my mind because Scott Satterfield, you know, wanted to go to South Carolina, like a small town, Southern guy, Yeah, you know, and it's like, you really want to switch from Louisville, like a place you think is a, the big city or too big, to Cincinnati, which is that but bigger. Yeah, you know, and but less I mean, su- and less southern. Oh yeah, like like th- like that whole part doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And maybe he thinks he can win immediately with Fickle's roster, you know. Or but like, I mean, I I wish him well. You yeah, know, like I'm too. someone I grew up hating UC because I grew up a Xavier fan primarily yeah. in basketball and that, mm-hmm. that was their biggest rival. Then I obviously went to L, became a Louisville fan. Yeah. They had been rivals. So like I always actively disliked UC growing mm-hmm. up in both sports. Right. 
now like i don't and like last year i was obviously pulling for them you know it's a local oh yeah i still pull for them excited yeah yeah. and like like i said i got nothing against satterfield i wish him well but part of me does kind of want to see this the ship sink a little little bit god well and i mean I guess we've been remiss to say we haven't mentioned they put pl- Louisville and Cincinnati play each other in 12 days at Fenway Park. And actually, so that's so the Fenway Bowl, it's actually been around for three years. In the last two years, the only two years of its existence has been canceled because of COVID. So, like, this is going to be the first one. And they've also been showing too that the, the layout at Fenway Park for the field, there, um, there's not benches on sideline to sideline, they're both on the same side. Oh wow! It's gonna be so bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> he was talking about going. I don't know if he still is, but and wow. so is Azar because he's up there and pretty yeah. close. But oh yeah, I mean like hell, be it's gonna be a cold weather game. It would be you know? cool to see it a would... football game at Fenway Park. Oh sure. yeah, yeah, and I mean especially with the these narratives behind it now. <laughs> yeah, I think is like it like a, at eleven a.m. on Saturday. It is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, just a really weird. <laughs> You know, like a nondescript early bowl game that now has some real, real juice behind it. But yeah, but yeah, just still, it's still unbelievable. It is. And very comical. Oh, yeah. And um, it distracted the hell out of me at work today. Like, like, God, like, like I I was telling you, like, oh, I didn't feel super well and I wasn't able to get as much schoolwork done. That's not that's not the whole (laughs) the whole story. (laughs) I was all over Twitter and stuff today. It was fascinating. And then. You know, of course, with as Louisville is, the conversation turns toward two things. Number one, will they keep the recruiting class? Yep. Number two, the next coach, which again, much like when we hired Satterfield, is widely believed to be Jeff Brom. Jeff Brom, but um, which is yeah. I feel like who everyone has wanted this whole time, right? And Louisville I think, fans, I mean. yeah. And I think we'll find out if that's the case here in the next couple of days, because like I don't think they're gonna do. Uh, will he won't he kind of thing like they did last time you know because yeah, you don't want to like be turned they, down twice yeah they but, probably yeah. want to get that wrapped up pretty quick if, yeah yeah so yes. if the, similar to the whole kenny Payne scenario when trevor was on saying like you know if this if this doesn't happen in the next few days maybe it will be someone else yeah yeah i think it'll they'll have want to make sure they don't it isn't drug out like last time and but like, it seems like it's a win or a home run all around. Oh yeah. Yeah. A, a definite net positive. Um, and I mean, he has been, hasn't he kind of maybe not like outwardly on the record, but like he wants to be there. Right. He, he does. He and his family, like both, you know, like there's a lot of pressure from different angles, not just from him, but like Brian Brahms on the Purdue staff, you know? Yeah. Um, and then um, his Which brother. Which would be great dad, to have yeah. to see him all come back. I mean, yeah. Rom was the quarterback when we were freshmen, you know, when we kind of got into this team or when I definitely got into that team, like, a, you know, a couple years prior. But yeah, it'd be yeah. tight. Yeah. And like, you know, getting it done is important because like that's this is kind of what doomed Satterfield last time because he was the clear number two choice. And I don't think he ever like shedded that. You know, because yeah. when Brom turned us down, like it was like this guy. Was Brom already at Purdue yes. at that point? Yeah. Okay. He, was, he had only been there for two years. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah. Uh, so, like, you don't want like a big public courting and then him being turned down. And then we, we yeah. get another number two guy because I don't think Satterfield was ever able to like shake, shake that. that. Yeah. 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 And I think that was always kind of, you know, and that's really nobody's fault. That's just kind of how it shook down. Yeah. I mean, I guess it is fault. He could have won fucking games, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh but it doesn't matter because uc poached him from us. yeah so uc can enjoy going six and six like have kansas state come beat their ass next year okay well, kansas state is good yeah or, or they yeah. lose to bruce weber next year <laughs> they got a big date with bruce weber what is that guy's actual name i know i saw it and it was like kind of funny <laughs> the tcu coach hang on i i gotta go on the tcu coach uh sunny dykes yeah <laughs> yeah i'd say that's sunny, pretty funny <laughs> sunny dykes yeah yeah fucking sunny dykes about to eat scott satterfield for lunch oh, next yeah. year <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's gonna that's gonna be so bizarre it's gonna be a hoot to monitor for oh, sure yeah. and like you see fan like you said like people i've seen posted on facebook like most of them 
not happy. It's yeah. like, all right, I'm willing to like see if obviously what choice do you have? Oh, <laughs> you yeah. have to like let it see, let it play out. But well, and like th- I'm sure they had other people, but then whenever they knew he was available, they were like, That's the guy. Yeah. And I'm like, really? <laughs> you know, like, I know that's didn't... what I still can't yeah. believe. It's like other than Dion, yeah. you had your pick of the fucking litter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You had tons. That's yeah. our guy right there. Scott. <laughs> God. Like if I mean, you knew how much we just kind of like quietly rip on the guy because it's just funny yeah. and like you said he is dopey yeah and as lee called him he's a penis yeah did he call him that today uh not i haven't talked to him much so like when i went downstairs he was on a work call and i'm oh, like wow. scott yeah. <laughs> i mean we talked a little bit but not a ton but uh is, is he pretty is he pretty uh oh he's happy yeah yeah he's happy and i didn't even think about uh the whole adidas under armor thing so yeah. maybe we do keep pierce clarkson and all those guys yeah you know i feel like you need to get a coach pretty quick and just have have this coach pitch these guys and be like hey this is what it's going to be like you know and if you're uh, pierce you'll have jeff brom and brian brom quarterback guys right and i mean i feel like like god like you can't just want to be like i want to play for scott satterfield over yeah (laughs) over over purdue who just made the big 10 championship game yeah yeah like just they put rondale moore they put him in the league he's really good i know he's hurt now but like Yeah, like like good players. It's like, oh yeah, like why would you want to play for Scott Satterfield over that guy? <laughs> Crazy. It's insane. Yeah, so man. Um well from one Cincinnati uh team to another and one that we uh will speak fondly of, the Cincinnati Bengals have defeated the Kansas City Chiefs for the third time in twenty twenty three or twenty twenty two. Regular yes. season week seventeen last year, AFC championship. Yesterday, Joe Burrow owns Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, like, especially like clutch time, Joe Burrow. Like when we got the ball back, you know, I'm when they missed that field, field goal. I, first yeah. off, I was shocked they went for that field goal. It was windy as hell. It was fifty. Oh, was it yards. windy out there? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and again, you miss it. There's only three thirty left, and there was the game. Yeah. Although man, that last third and eleven to Higgins was just oh yeah, that, that unbelievable pass. throw. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of people like have been com- that, calling that a very like Tom Brady throw. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, you know, just a very just you know risky but like game sealing and definitive. And who else would you yeah. rather have than yeah. Joe Burrow in that moment? You know, it's like right. all right, yep. And man, yeah, to, obviously I was working it on the field. That was a special one to be down there for. Um, it's probably the loudest I've heard the stadium ever. Granted, yeah. I wasn't down there for the playoff game last year, but opening game this year against the Steelers, the Thursday night Miami game when they wore the white helmets, yeah. and the Chiefs game this year are probably all louder than any other game previous to this year so, that so, I was so. out on the field for. Oh yeah. It's just a different it's a different fucking environment now. It is, yeah. Well, and I mean like it I'm sure it routinely sells out like even all the way oh, to the top now. Yeah, yeah. You know, more so than it would like in a normal, you know, pre all this Bengals year, you know, yep. late season game where, you know, the team may may or may not have a, you know, chance to be the playoffs or may or may not, you know, already be out, but and just when they announce like they so they always do either the offense or defense when they mm-hmm. like announce the starting lineups and it was obviously the offense. <laughs> I thought it was cool they let Chase come out last yeah. since he was out. And obviously the crowd went insane for Burrow. They always do. But Chase got a bigger pop. And I love the PA announcer is like, wide receiver from LSU, number one. He's like, he's back. And like <laughs> everyone was going nuts. Yeah. Oh, and then we had fucking mocks yeah. pump up the crowd. And So that, when did that happen? Was that at halftime? No, that was right before the kickoff, wow. like seconds before the kickoff. You just cut a promo at midfield. Cut a fucking promo. Well, so yeah. that's that's called like the ruler of the jungle oh. is a thing. I think they started it last year. So like every game they have a different celebrity, if you want to call it. Like Pac-Man Jones did it one game, like Anthony Munoz. Yeah, like, like local celebrity. Like, like, yeah, yeah, usually. So obviously Mox and Renee live here. Renee's been like, she's been doing like an interview series with Bengals players. So she's kind of involved and yeah, obviously a lot of people out there probably didn't see it, but uh Mox basically it was, so they weren't on the field. They were kind of like on the mezzanine, but right before kickoff cuts a promo, basically they lead a, the biggest who day chant. Yeah. Who day? 
But beforehand, he's like, I want you to get loud. I want you to get so loud that Patrick Mahomes pees his stupid little dumb pants. Mm. <laughs> like, it be funny. He's like, all right, everybody yell. Then you hear the MJF music. The <laughs> That'd be so great. <laughs> oh, shit. But yeah, that was awesome. And it's like, how are we going to lose after that? Yeah. Did they introduce him as Moxley or was it John Jonathan Good? No, it was Moxley. Moxley. Okay. Yeah. Renee gotcha. Paquette and John. John. That's really cool. You got to do. I mean, like, hard to be anyone else who could like really pump you up in like a very yeah, natural way. I mean, it's somebody sure. who who like literally does that. You know, weekend, usually weekend. the people wouldn't like cut a promo and just be like, "All right, everybody, yeah. in three, two, one, who day, who day." But like, he obviously uh, made it his own mocks thing, and also like in the pregame hype video. He was he was featured on that too, which was pretty cool. Oh, that's like cool. before the lineups came out, like he had like they would cut to him every few seconds and say something like it's time to rule the jungle, like shit like that. So that is cool. Yeah, it was uh that was a special game yesterday, no doubt. But oh, yeah. Uh, and just like last year, we're clicking right at the right time, baby. Yep. Gotta see if we can shit uh, shut off our Browns um Brown's doldrums next week. See if we can figure that out. Yeah, against um, that rapist. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, would... like he uh, you know, apparently he didn't have a good game against the he Texans. Didn't. Yeah, or Rich said. I mean, I guess they were playing the Texans and the Texans are just bad. But yeah. They still won, but yeah. I mean, we're at home. Burrow's never beaten the Browns, which is ridiculous. I mean, granted, coming off a big high like this, like I could see a letdown, but I feel like we're just clicking too much. Oh yeah, right now. And, and I feel like this team has like already been through enough, like AFC Championship, Super Bowl, to kind of like know. Oh, this is a regular season game. You know, you're expected to be good. Like, you know, enjoy the win, but like come back in and like focus yeah. on beating the. Like, don't let this. Like, I feel like even though this is sort of the second year of kind of like this group really being good and relevant and a force to reckon with in the NFL. Like, I think they got that. I have a good feeling that they're wise enough not to let that do sure. them. And I think that's a lot on coaching, you know, yeah. and kind of the culture that Zach Taylor's brought and everyone buys in and everyone loves them. And yeah, it's crazy. I mean, we just did our Christmas cracker for VGM where we just kind of recap the year. And it's like, man, it was really this year when we beat the Chiefs on January 2nd that, like, that's when everything changed. You know, yeah. I think before then, it was just like, oh, we're a good story. We're going to get in the playoffs and lose. But it's like we win that game. It's like, okay, we're for real. And then we still had to knock that playoff monkey off the back yep. and beat the Raiders. But you're right. Now it's like we are the elite. No pun intended for AEW, but the Bengals are the elite of the NFL right now. I mean, yep. not by themselves, but I'd say they're in the top five. You know, oh, yeah, like, like, like them, Bills and Chiefs, top three in the a a AFC. and then Eagles and probably Cowboys are over Minnesota after they yeah. fucking throttled them a couple weeks ago. But oh, for sure, yeah, I mean, I think those three teams in the AFC are the best three teams in the league. Yeah, no, I would, I would, I would agree. Like, the Eagles have that really gaudy record, but I think that they've beaten up on some yeah. lesser teams, yeah, and then we got the Bills in a few weeks at home. So that'll be another big test. And, I think that's, uh, that's a Sunday night game. I believe. I think so. Prime time. And then obviously, game. unfortunately, at least for Lamar that he got hurt, but it probably helps the Bengals and now gives them definitely a much better chance to win the division. How long is he out for? Is he out for, they just said he's week to week. Week so to week. To me, that would mean at least one game. Yeah. Yeah. So like, so it's probably not, it won't be a hundred like a yeah. serious, you know, he didn't tear his ACL or anything yeah. like that, but yeah, I mean, now we're tied with them and play them in the final game at so. home, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So the schedule's lining up to be pretty favorable because on the road we have, we go to Tampa Bay and new England and new England. Yeah. So I think both of those are fairly They're both winnable, both, both winnable games. So I mean, we, again, I doubt we're going to go five and O down the stretch here, but I think four and one is very realistic. Oh yeah, yeah, and like, man, just like the rebound from zero and two, and what were we at yeah. two and three or whatever, yeah. you know, just kind of that would put us at twelve and five if we hit that. So, yeah. and then I guess we look at matchups because it's going to be I don't know. I guess twelve and five could get us the number one seed. We're definitely it's in play possible. For it. We now have so if we beat the Bills and we yeah. beat the Ravens, 
I mean, it, it all depends what the Chiefs do because they'll have a game on us, but we would have the tiebreaker over all the big teams. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, they, they would just need to lose another game, you know, them and I guess Buffalo would be very much in control of that because they're a three loss team, I believe, right? Yeah, but then if we beat them, yeah, they, they would, would have, have the tie the over that, and we'd have the tiebreaker. So, so we essentially have control it's... over everything outside of the Chiefs. Correct. Yeah. So we have control of our destiny for the two seed at minimum. Yeah. So, and obviously the division. And, and and wouldn't you rather like not have that one seed and like be sitting, sitting around on wildcard weekend? Like, I don't know. I, I like, and I know that's like not really a reflection of like players and having to play a whole fucking game before the <laughs> divisional round, but you know, um, like just having that buy would make me feel a little uneasy that another team just has like a, a game to get warmed up and then we're off for a week. And then, I mean, I guess we could use that time to get healthy, but yeah, it's I don't interesting. know. It is I mean, I'd rather be at home. Which oh yeah. That yeah. hundred percent. So, yeah. but yeah, exciting times ahead. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was at dynamite this week, unfortunately, or I guess last week at this point, unfortunately you couldn't join, but, uh, had a wonderful time and uh anything you want to say before we go into it well 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 tis the season for clean balls la 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 our friends at Manscaped are helping you clear your driveway for safe travels this holiday season from stocking stuffers to white elephants Manscaped's products are at the top of every wish list. Grab some crop mops for your pops or the body buffer for the holiday lover. Win this year's white elephant gift and help all the men in your life go from eggnog to nice hog yeah. in December by going to manscaped.com and using the code BBB. I wish it was HOG right now for 20% off and free shipping. Tell them more about how they can go from eggnog to nice hog, though. What a great introduction. Like, oh. that might, might say best of 2022. Yeah. If, uh, if, uh, they must know how much we use the term hog. Yeah, best of 2022 attaboy, Drew. Uh, <laughs> Manscaped is a one-stop shop for all your holiday needs. They have the perfect gift for the Platinum Package 4.0, plus loads of little presents perfect for the stocking stuffers. And what better holiday gift than giving the gift of good hygiene and a few laughs? Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho. Um, Manscaped offers a handful of their liquid formation shampoos, body washes, upstairs and downstairs deodorant, gels, exfoliants, absolutely everything they could need to keep it clean. And don't let their chestnuts roast in the wrong boxers. Give them a pair of Manscaped's boxers, specifically, specially made to keep the area cool and provide holiday comfort all year round. And now that you've gifted them perfect privates, go beyond the groan with um, the groan, the groin with Manscaped's full body product line. Dad has nasty nose hairs. Save his life with a weed whacker nose and ear hair trimmer. Why, Dad? Uh, the Shears 2.0, it's their full kit with, with nail care with scissors, clippers, tweezers, and a file for the traveling man. Ooh, the new, yeah, the new Persevere Cologne. How about this? That brings a nice, light, breezy, woodsy feel. And that gives the fresh tree scent even after the holidays are over. Mm, I love the, tree. Oh, yeah, tree, tree's nice. Still using a loofah? Introducing the body buffer. Well, loofahs actually hold bacteria from dead skin. Help them throw out that disgusting old loofah and get the body scrubber that feels smoother but acts tougher. Lastly, top off the stocking with the crown jewel for their family jewels, the Lawnmower 4.0. The Electric Razor's advanced skin-safe technology is a life changer and known for reducing nicks and cuts on the Santa sack. Manscaped is here to make holiday shopping a blast by giving products they'll love and make them laugh. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BBB at manscaped.com. That is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the code BBB. Manscaped for a perfect gift that will be the holiday's biggest hit. Your hog will thank you. Oink. Okay. We got AEW Dynamite number 165. 
live from the Indiana Farmers Coliseum in Indianapolis, Indiana. As I mentioned, I was in attendance with our buddy Rich. Um, and yeah, I guess we'll just get this out of the way. I had the pleasure of sitting next to, I guess he's still technically a current wrestler and promoter, Brandon Prophet, who runs the Wrestle Arts promotion in Indianapolis and came up with a lot of these guys on the indies that are in AEW. So uh, we're excited. We're going to have him on the show next week. And he's got a whole bunch of great stories and has done a lot of deathmatch stuff. And uh, yeah, we're uh, we're definitely looking forward to that. And it's been a while since we've had an interview. So yeah. it'll be good to get another one in here before the end of the year. It'd be good to kick it off. Yeah, that'll be good to kick off our um, new interview slate with whoever comes next. Yes, yes, yes. But um, so we kick off with Jen, the ruler of the jungle, Moxley. And, uh, you know, he mentions growing up near Indianapolis and how many times he wrestled there. And, you know, then he's like, no one can outwork me, out-wrestle me. And I thought it seemed like he was baiting MJF to come Oh, out sure, yeah. Because yeah. obviously those two hadn't had an interaction since MJF won the belt. And boy, was I wrong. And it was good old Hangman. And uh, I jumped out of my seat and screamed. And, uh, yeah, that was definitely a surprise and uh, a great moment bringing him back there. Oh, yeah. You know, the, like kind of unexpected, too. You know, you would think it would be set up to be MJF. Yep. You know, but yeah, this was kind of exciting. Hangman get, seemed to get a really big pop. Yep. Um, You know, and also Mox was kind of a little like there was something he did. I was trying to remember. It was a little healy, you mm -hmm. know, like Mox has those like touches of it. It's never like a oh, full yeah. like cheap heat heel. Well, he it's said like something about like the last time and he's like, oh, if you can remember that because of the. Oh, yeah, that was it. When, that was that's it. when Hangman clocked him. So. Um, and then remember, as because the, they had a great brawl and they went up the ramp. And remember, Mox was chasing him and he fucking fell. He just fell. <laughs> yeah, just fell backwards. But credit to him, he got up pretty much immediately and pounced on Hangman. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was awesome. Like I said, unexpected. And Rich brought up the point. He's like, this was like a direct continuance of the Cincy show. Yeah, because that, obviously much. that's when he got hurt. And then we see the full later on the full circle with Regal because that's when the MJF Regal promo happened. So uh, pretty interesting that uh, this was it really was kind of like a direct correlation on some major storylines here. Yeah, so. yeah, no, like definitely, like I, I I totally buy that too. Like kind of like picking up where you left off, and this is a good storyline to kind of pick up where you left off because it was cut off so abruptly. Yeah, um, and it's a good place for both wrestlers to be right now. Absolutely. And for Mox, who, you know, we weren't sure, like, hey, is he going to take that vacation? Clearly not. And yeah, like you said, like, this feels it's unfinished because yep. of what happened in the first match. And they were definitely, you know, in the midst of a really good match. And now we're going to get it again. And even later on, there's, you know, that more backstage stuff when Hangman chucks him into the, the garage and whatnot. So, yep. uh, yeah, great way to get that feud back and cooking again. Yeah, no, that's that's something like some really good like top of the card stuff that's just not championship stuff, but but yeah, like like yeah. like a great sort of story that they can kind of mine. Um, because much. I mean because I mean we have, you know, I mean this is sort of the the you know, for lack of a better term, the desert kind of between yes. um, pay-per-views, you know. Especially so especially after yeah. winter is coming too, because yeah. that's kind of like a a premium dynamite, if you will. And then yeah, it's definitely kind of a I think it's the longest period in but oh, it's yeah. either that or in between double or nothing and all out. But yeah, each is like three plus months. So right. So yeah, like I think this this, this seems like a good feud to kind of carry us yeah you know, into that. Totally agree. Yeah, love it. And then uh, we kick off our first match, which saw Brian Danielson defeat Dax the Axe Harwood in fourteen forty nine in just what was just an excellent exhibition. I was about to say expedition, exhibition yeah. of professional wrestling. Yeah. They got the, this is awesome chant before the match. Uh, again, not to toot my own horn, but I did get a, this is awesome chant started in that building, which nice. was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> I mean, I won't take all the credit, but I remember starting it in our section and then all of a sudden, uh, but anyway, yeah, great match here. Definitely heated up after the commercial. Uh, definitely got a lot more physical, a lot of strikes, great counters. Um, you know, I think obviously the right guy went over here. Brian's been losing a good amount. But, you know, Dax has had so many amazing single matches this year. But the only one he's won of that was of any consequence was against his partner, Cash yeah. Wheeler. 
So, and I get it. That's kind of, you know, he's not a singles, top of the card singles guy yet. Um, so, yeah, he's obviously going to be taking those L's. But, yeah, again, every match he's been in, I have, I feel like all of them are right around the four and a quarter range. All great. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, this was just everything you want out of these two guys going at it. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, like this was, I mean, it kind of had like a, I mean, I guess when you think about how they shook hands at the end and stuff, it had that yeah. kind of ring of honor, little mutual respect, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mutual, mutual respect to it. And yeah, no, I mean, it was just a really, really good match. It had sort of everything it had like in ring stuff. It kind of got real uh, grippy at the end, but you know, a lot of good stuff out of the ring too. Um, yeah, no, I thought this was just a great way to kick it off. And, uh, you know, Dax is just sort of a guy, you know, it's not like Danielson ever needs to be put over or anything, but it's like, you know, to, to get a good win. You know, like like the Dax Harwood is always like a good win for some for someone for that sure. doesn't really set him back at all because like yeah. the FTR simmering thing is is, is huge and in, in legitimizing. Oh, and I think they're fighting the acclaimed this week, right? <laughs> Are they? <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they just like dropped that on social media over the weekend. That it's yeah. like, oh shit, this is happening. Okay, but I I mean I get it. Like if they want to make winter is coming, yeah, you know, a big show. I'm pulling it up on my phone right now yeah. i hope i hope i didn't just dream it but no yeah right now the wikipedia just says mjf ricky starks and yeah. death triangle and the elite here we go look ftr will take on the acclaimed for the aew world tag team championship wednesday on aew dynamite oh so wow like i guess does that like that like, was you know... from aew's instagram so and i think it got announced like yesterday maybe right so yeah not a, not enough time maybe i can be the one who edits the wikipedia here Man, it's a, it on there. it's a stacked card. They yeah. added Samoa Joe and Darby for the TNT Championship. Wow. Oh, here's your favorite match. Jade Cargill and the Baddies versus Madison Rain, Sky Blue, and Kiara Hogan. Wonderful. What, what, did, is Kiara Hogan no longer a baddie? He got excommunicated, yeah. Oh, ex- <laughs> was that the word they used? <laughs> no, I just said it. <laughs> That's awesome. And then we've got I Love This Hat, Jake Hager, and Daniel Garcia against Claudio and Wheeler. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be a fun show. And oh, obviously, wow. uh, just two hours. Wait, is this? I'm confused. Wasn't I thought MJF versus Starks was supposed to be this week? Uh, it is this week. It just says we'll hear from MJF. Yeah, because Starks is in the maybe this isn't winter is coming because it's not winter is coming branded. Is yeah. that next week? Oh, uh, yeah, no, winter is coming. Yeah, it's December 14th. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, we were totally wrong. We just, yeah. Oops. <laughs> but this is wow, still. Wow, we really jumped the gun. On this that. is still a very big show. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I was yeah. just really confused there for a second. But, yeah. but yeah. So, uh, so this one is just winter is coming, but it's further away. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, still yeah. coming. Yeah. It's just, a, it's a storm system out west. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a wintry mix. Wintry mix. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I totally thought it was this week. <laughs> so you know, did I. Like yeah. once you were saying it in my head, I'm like, yeah, you're right. It is. But yeah. I mean, it's still a pretty winter is coming esque card. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so cool. Uh back uh from our detour here. Yeah, then Starks was interviewed saying he's entering the battle royal, which I don't really get because he's already the number one contender, but I guess it's a point of pride. Yep. Then that was the hangman and Mox and the garage door. And then we had uh, an interesting little sit down, which was in Nashville, Tennessee, for whatever oh, yeah, reason. Oh, yeah, that's really weird. <laughs> like, but that was very bizarre with Claudio and Wheeler. And then it was 2.0 Garcia and Hager. Yeah. Definitely some fun hat hat gimmicks. Uh, Got to give Hager some credit for getting that over. Yeah. Um, you know, some basically came out that if... Claudia loses. He has to join the Jericho Appreciation Society. So there's a lot of talk about that. Yeah. And then Garcia challenged Wheeler Yuta. So we'll get that's their third match this year. And both of the first two have been awesome. So I ain't mad about that. Um, but yeah, it was a fun little weird yeah. segment. Yeah, no, I thought I thought it was too. It makes me sort of think like the Blackpool Combat Out Club guys are on these like disparate islands now. Yeah, and there's you know? no leader. The guy who was from Blackpool, so it's very yeah. strange. All of that. Uh, what if Moxley made it the Cincinnati Combat Club, the CCC? You know, <laughs> that would be fucking tight. Yeah. Oh, they 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 like they have like a, a match that spills out into Finlay Market. You know. 
Hell yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. Then uh, we got a fun little, just a quick little hitter here. AEW TNT Championship Samoa Joe defeats AR Fox in 636. But uh, yeah, like I said, uh, you know, nobody knew or everyone knew Joe was going to win this. But again, a nice little showcase for AR Fox. I know a commercial cut a bit of this off, but he was definitely fun to watch live. And uh, yeah, I wish they would have done this more with Wardlow. Like yeah. at least give him a comp- someone that's somewhat competent that can have like a solid seven minute match. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, like, this was also like a, a weird mix of styles, you know, they kind of made for a compelling match, which like with Wardlow, whenever he fought smaller people, like it was always just like absolute squash, like big yeah. guy kills him. And like with this, it was, a lot more interesting, you know, for sure. Samoa Joe, like while not as like imposing as Wardlow, still like a, a great big human being. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I thought this was just a, just a better mix. And yeah, I mean, already it's kind of off to a better start than the Wardlow reign for sure. Yep. Agreed. And uh, yeah, happy to see uh, AR Fox killing it and uh, looking forward to more of him. And then uh, I did like this after that Samoa Joe claimed he was the king of television, because he has the TNT title and the ROH TV title. The king of television. Yeah. I am what a name. the king of television. <laughs> like it sounded a... like something off of uh, like fucking I think you should leave or some like. Yeah, 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 like... yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah. The king of that, 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 that nickname better stick. I love that. I now I want him to hold both belts for a while because I like that. TV and then, king. And then he was interrupted by Wardlow and what was like clearly the most pre-taped promo ever. Yeah. Um, saying it's his world and he ripped on him for coming up with the name Warjo. Yeah, stupid. Um, I wish they would have done it like a face-to-face confrontation. I don't know why they kept that backstage. Maybe he was in Nashville. <laughs> uh yeah then there was the video of powerhouse hobbs walking around oakland california yeah talking about that it was you know just kind of whatever and then Uh, taz and taz breaking down lee lee moriarty and hook film yeah riveting which is is pretty hilarious yeah this was kind of the meandering part of it but yeah you know this was a pretty good show nonetheless now we get to mr friedman and Mr. Regal. And yeah, another very direct. I mean, yeah, a lot has happened since the Cincinnati show, but that was the beginning of this story. And this was what seems to be the conclusion now. And we'll get more into that. But uh, but the big story here is that MJF named his new belt after us. Yes. How about that? How about that? You know, like it, <laughs> he's about to get a little C and D from the BBB, the OG, you know, and not the belt. But 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 in all seriousness, it's actually a really cool looking belt. Like I, it could easily be really tacky. Yeah, I think. But I think like the Burberry pattern, like kind of really fits in. And it's know? not like yeah. overbearing. Like you no. kind of got to look close. I like it too. I think it's different. I think it, you know, it's... it definitely suits MJF to have his like specially made belt. Oh yeah, and it's more brown. Like a lot of the yeah. AE belts are more black. Yeah, you know, uh, I yeah, guess the TNT, the, the TNT one has you know been it's changed. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they're all black, and this one kind of has that kind of brown, that like classy sort of thing. Oh no, I, I like it. Yeah. The big what is it? Big Burberry belt. Big Burberry, big Burberry belt. Or Brain Buster Boys. Yeah. But yeah, he kept Whatever. calling it the Triple B. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I guess uh, we'll get used to hearing our name on TV a little more. But, uh, yeah, so uh, obviously this was his first appearance since winning the belt. He came out full heel, um, which I think was mostly expected because I know he'd been, like, ripping on Indiana on Twitter that day. Yeah. I will admit I love – he used the term a couple times, but calling us – Pores, pores, yeah. <laughs> I fucking love that. I yeah. think that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, there, there was a lot that happened here, uh, but obviously the big point was, you know, showing off the new belt. Um, he, yeah, he started talking shit. He said fake tough guys like Eddie Kingston will never be world champ. Yeah. He called Ricky Starks a fake tough guy. He said Danielson was the worst of the worst fake wrestler. Um, and he said Brian Danielson couldn't wrestle his way out of a goddamn paper bag. Um, and he's like, said to Regal, like, I know you did your best, but uh, 
Um, and then I know this is something that is uh, a lot of people don't like that he continually brings up the bidding war of 2024 and Triple H and Nick Khan. It doesn't bother me. And at no. this point, like it's a it's part of the fabric of his character at this point. Yeah. And I personally am of the belief that I do think he signed an extension whenever he came back and that this is all just kind of playing into it. But yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, do you, does, what do you think about that? Does that bother you that he brings up WWE? Oh, no, not at all. I think that's like, you know, all part of the spot. Like, because like, bringing up WWE, that's always like the transgression over the line. Yeah. And so whenever you do that, and he's like the type of character you do that, you do it, albeit re- um, rarely. But like, it's always like kind of an effective thing to do because it's sort of like playing on like, you're booing him, but then like he's going to leave and then you're going to miss him. You know, it's kind of playing on that whole um aspect of his character uh that that i think is you know like not everybody can do that and he totally should do that like you know it's not a place everyone should go but he's the type of person who should you know go that line and and um or go that um way yep go your own way he ripped on he said bruno san martino is gonna rot in his grave and uh they're chanting, we, or we were chanting, shut the fuck up, Adam. I wasn't because I yeah. wanted to keep hearing him talk. But uh, yeah, and he said, without the brass knuckles and without Regal, none of this is possible. And then he's like, you know, let's give it up for Regal that for over 40 years, he's given his blood, sweat and tears for this business. And then he's like, that's why I want to say from the bottom of my heart. And then, boom, he fucking clocks him in the back of the head with the yeah. brass knocks. And I'm sure like the way you all were looking at it, like from the camera, you know, like you could kind of tell as he, he sort of like walked behind him. Yeah. You know, like I'm sure you all saw it, too. But it was so really when that well happened, done, I didn't you know, say anything. TV. But in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to do it. And then obviously he did. But uh... and then commentary is like, you know. Like still, like kind of dropping random hints of like, oh, he's re- he's really old. He's had all these neck surgeries. Yeah, you know, like they were kind of you know Danielson, not dropping. Danielson yeah. came out again. Yeah, but um, but yeah, like they were all kind of like dropping. The- and then whenever he hit the ground, like it was pandemonium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And they brought the stretcher out. Yeah, I know. I've seen a lot of memes on the internet of like Uma Thurman whenever she's doing the Pulp Fiction, the Jackrabbit <laughs> Slims dance. And so they replaced John Travolta <laughs> with with Michael Adams, like you know, because it was it was definitely a strange fall. It was, yeah. yeah. And I mean, it had to have been an easy fall too, because I mean, I guess the dude really has you know had some surgeries and For sure. you know, like like probably can't take too awful many hard bumps anymore. Yep. And uh, then Shivani said something needs to be done about that piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, he was disgusted. <laughs> Um, so a couple things here, I think seems like we're setting up Danielson as a first challenger after, um, Starks. Cause now he's kind of been the regal defender, you know, the whole time. So that, and he shit on Danielson in this promo. So at least that's what I think he also yeah. called out Kingston. So, I mean, what an effective, it's like, he basically set up three future matches with this promo Starks, Kingston, and Danielson. Yeah are all kind of ready-made. So I love that. Let's at least address Regal. I mean, yeah, it seems like at least if all the reports are true that he's done with AEW and will be going back to WWE in the new year. Um, I don't read too much into this, into the dirt sheets as they call them, but uh, yeah, it seems legit. I guess he had some sort of an out in his contract. And then all this shit's coming out that he's, that he claimed that none of the young wrestlers appreciated him. And then even like I saw Brian Pillman Jr. Like get into a tweet thing with like a guy who tweeted that and saying like, yeah, I mean, sometimes it was just a few of us, but I was out there every week and Wheeler was out there every week, like, you know, soaking up the knowledge from Regal. So who the hell knows what happened, but obviously he and Triple H have been, you know, boys for a very long time. Yeah. He was very, you know, he did a lot for NXT, he was obviously fired by Vince, so I don't blame him, if, especially if he had that out in the, con- the contract. He probably does want to be there more, and he's been there for the majority of his career. Sure. I just find it hard to believe Tony Khan letting this happen with all the kind of shit that's been going on. Right. But, again, if he had an out in his contract, he had an out in his contract. So, yeah, <clears throat> interesting. It'll be uh, – like I, 
I'll be curious if he's on TV or if he's kind of more behind the scenes over there. But yeah, uh, yeah uh, what a run he had here the, for the few months he was here. Oh, I yeah, guess it was hit. back back in like May. It was and double if, or nothing when he came in, or was it? Re- it was Revolution, so and, almost the full year. But and, and, and if this is the end, you know, if 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 if, he, if his stint in AEW ends with him getting loaded in the ambulance, yeah, kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, another, I thought, a great segment, you know, uh, close the book on that. And uh, yeah, MJF setting up three future matches. So, yeah. And then we had Ricky Stark squash Shari Davari. I think that's all we need to say there. Pretty much. <laughs> um, there was a backstage promo with Jamie Hayter, Britt, and Rebel. We still haven't heard Jamie talk yet since winning, because that's kind of been the thing. Britt's been, like, interrupting her, so I'm fine with that kind of, you know, they're still sowing yeah. those seeds, um, but he's she's going to be sitting down with Shivani next week, so I'm looking to hear that. And uh, then we had Willow Nightingale defeat Anna Jay which is a pretty fun match. I'll yeah. admit I was getting a beer and going to pee for a good chunk, but from what I saw, I thought it was pretty good. And uh, I've liked everything I've seen out of Willow Nightingale and her song is a lot of fun and she's got a good energy about her. Yeah. I'm, I wasn't very familiar with her at all, but I was quite impressed. I would say. She's been more on rampage. I'd yeah. say she's maybe had one or two dynamite appearances. Yeah. But, well, yeah. this was a big one. I mean, she got the W, you know, yeah. against the pre-established, you know, a wrestler and Anna Jay. So, so yeah, you know, I thought this was, this was pretty decent. You know, I guess the women, you know, didn't, re- I mean, I guess other than Jade, I mean, there really wasn't too much. So I thought this, you know, for being the one women's match there, you know, held, held it, held it down pretty well. And then we had the comeback of Ruby Soho, Indiana yeah. native at the end. That was good. Uh, I guess, I guess she was, he, she had an injury. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, she'd been gone for a little while um you know got in got attacked ty conti so i guess we're gonna get a a ruby ty conti match which i'm in favor of and i think like ty and sammy i think have kind of distanced themselves from all the bullshit from earlier this year mm-hmm. i definitely am not as like angry about it as i was and i well, think yeah, sammy's the- sammy's done a much better job of late but i was gonna say i feel like we haven't seen ty wrestle in Oh no, Six not Nate. She's just been ringside. Constantly. And she was always, you know, the last couple years, like I was always a fan of her. I mean, we haven't really seen her go much as a heel other than no. like the mixed tag shit with Lambert's bullshit back then. But uh yeah, yeah I think this is a, a fresh match that you know, I think the women's yeah. division overall, other than kind of the Jade bullshit, I think is uh making some pretty good strides here. Yes, yeah, definitely stepping up. I think you know, like like it's been a lot more compelling and entertaining, and just better storylines. And uh, sure. I will give my boy a shout out one because he gave me the tickets, BJ Whitmer, and two, I know he has been working with like he's been tasked with a lot of the women's stuff recently. And I complimented him. I'm like, yeah, I think uh, it's, it's definitely showing recently. Yeah. Like, I know he produced the Jamie Hayter, Tony Storm match at the pay-per-view, which mm-hmm. was amazing. So, uh, yeah, credit to BJ Whitmer for uh, turning the ship around. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, especially, yeah, that, that match. I mean, that was a pretty, like, nice watershed moment for women, the AEW women in 2020. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sure. Okay, so yeah, now we have the Jade Cargill TBS Championship celebration, which I don't want to talk about too much, but I will say, my God, she looked great, didn't? Oh she? yeah, I, I thought I thought that I thought that the money bikini was a little oh, touch, yeah. and the long hair, like her yeah. hair was down further. I mean, man, she looked fucking beautiful. Yeah, no, she but definitely. The, but yeah. the segment fucking sucked. Oh yeah, I don't mean like it, and it wasn't like there was anybody there to like talk back to him it was just them there yeah just talking know? about bow wow which who gives a shit about oh, bow I, could, wow? I could absolutely care less yeah 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 terrible all right we'll leave it at that um okay then we got a quick acclaimed promo saying they'll be on rampage which rampage was pretty bonk <laughs> uh aside from the house of black showing up at the end and attacking everyone but uh, yeah, so we go into our main event, which saw the Elite finally get a W to eat, not even the series, to go down two to one against the Death Triangle in 17 minutes, 20 seconds. And we talked, obviously, if you're going to have seven matches, you got to get creative. And they did that with this one and had the big brawl before the bell and all that. And uh, yeah, I, again, 
you know, these teams are incapable of having a, even a mediocre match. And, you know, seeing them live was certainly amazing. Uh, Interestingly enough on the finish from where we were sitting, like, cause Nick Jackson kind of like rolled onto pack after Uh he missed the black arrow. Like I couldn't see him roll him. So I thought pack got the pin for like that split second. And I turned to uh, rich and I'm like, Oh my God, they're really down three. Oh, and then it's like, the elite. No, what the no. Fuck? <laughs> so I rewatched it and clearly can tell. Yeah, yeah, you could. Yeah, from TV. Yeah, yeah. But from our vantage point, it was tough because you couldn't even really see. He got the knees up and then rolled on top of him. But um, yeah, very fun match here. Um, the hammer was teased again, and Phoenix um, shut it down again. Alex Abrahantes now in favor of the hammer, which uh, is a nice new wrinkle. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what'd you think of this one? You know, I thought um, this one had enough different, you know, especially with all the stuff beforehand, you know, it went on for what, like 10 minutes before they rang the bell. Yeah. So like kind of having like all that stuff outside of the ring, I think made it interesting. I think the hammer, I think has got to be like on its sort of last leg. I would, I would agree. Yeah. I think like next match that's, that's kind of got to be resolved and moved to something else. No, I mean, like you said that these people are incapable of having a mediocre match. It's, it's wonderful. Um, You know, it's, it's exciting. Um, you know, they move from spot to spot. I feel like just super gracefully. And, you know, there's just a great flow to the match. Um, yep. I'm kind of curious if they're going to do something like a little differently next time, you know, yeah. or if it's just like, if there's going to be a stipulation or, or something to change it up, because like, while it's, uh, while it's all really good, you know, I do think it could use something, you know, cause I feel like this time they did the, Oh, we're going to have the big brawl outside of the ring and the elite are going to be really aggressive because they're desperate. They're down to, yep. you know, and now we got to kind of have like, you know, I, some wrinkles and maybe yeah. some stipulations to the matches. And stuff. I said something when I was on with Tim King last week, like what if someone gets like, I don't want to call it a fluke, but like a win in five minutes, yeah. you know, like a really fast, like fast pace. And someone gets like a roll up victory or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Like, I wouldn't mind seeing something like that, like a really quick oh, yeah, match yeah. where someone gets caught off guard and it's like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they've got four more matches. And again, I trust these guys. And I think they've already done a pretty good job of kind of mixing it up. And I'm sure when we get the seven, it's probably going to be another fucking classic. Yeah, yeah. just And I think they're probably kind of saving, you know, a lot of the big shit for that moment. And I think it'll be cool because you'll have a history of six matches and probably all sorts of callbacks. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing the hammer will probably come into play in that one. Yeah. But I'm with you. I would mind not seeing that for the next several matches. No, yeah. And just kind of having something... You know, something a little or a different, different you know? weapon, maybe. You well, know? well, like this time, Dan Callis was ringside, you know, yep. so like, you know, maybe like have some people on the outside get a little more involved than they've normally been, you know, kind of have that. Yeah, different weapon. Um, But yeah, something, you know, like I wonder if there's going to be any sort of like backstage movement in any of these, you know, any sort of like outside of the like really yeah. outside of the ring. Like brawling you know? into the crowd, maybe. Yeah, brawling into the crowd or, you know, I guess, you know. What would, what would it be if they, like, uh, isn't a Texas death match? Isn't that one where they can go Yeah, um, out of that? Yeah, so I don't know if they would do something like that. But, yeah, you know, some sort of a, you know, going into the crowd thing maybe. This yeah. I this just hit me right now. What if, because this these teams have history of this, what if for the seventh match they make it a ladder match? Ooh. I feel like wild. that could definitely, you know, be a nice culmination because – you haven't seen it, but All Out 2019, the Bucks and Lucha Bros had a classic tag team ladder match. Yeah. They obviously had several. What We watched the one in 2018 Ring of Honor, that three-way ladder match they had with like SCU and the Briscoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, a good one. Yeah. So I, I think that could be cool. You mentioned stipulation. I just hadn't really thought about that. So, um, yeah, it's uh, I love it. Uh, obviously, uh, the Jim Cornettes of the world don't, but... Uh, Fuck him. Oh, no, <laughs> and, uh... yeah, no, no, no. I, th- I think this is about as exciting as it gets. You yeah. Know? Yeah, this is, uh, you know, AEW being not not the best, like, like match I've ever seen in AEW, but, yeah. you know, but it being the best version of itself. Yeah, and like we said, that first one really set the tone, and I mm-hmm. think the last one is also going to be a classic. And in my mind, the 
two and three, I've had both at four and a quarter stars. And, you know, unless there's like a really quick match, I can't, I can't imagine one being like less than four stars or three. Oh, and three yeah, quarters, for sure. So. And I, I like the quick match idea, too. Like if, if it's something where it's not at the top of the card. You yeah, know, the main event, you know, if and I think want... just catching like a shock pin, whichever yeah. side it is, you know, yeah. would just be like, you know, just the reactions of like, oh, shit, how did that happen? And then yeah. like, how does the losing team come back the next match? You right. Know? So, right. You know, and like whenever it gets down to like elimination, you know, when, when one team gets three. Yeah, you know, which yeah. I assume it'll be the I don't know, like it'll be interesting because I feel like the death triangle if you kind of get them out in front and. Yeah, I would guess it. I, here's what I think. I think the elite win the next match, go to three two or two two, and then death triangle, and then elite win the final two. Yeah, that's what I think will happen. Um, yeah, but it's uh, it's fascinating and it's gonna it be is. uh, fun to keep monitoring. Yeah, this week is a week off and then it'll resume mm-hmm. uh, next week for winter is coming. And then I think it's the final two dynamites of December. And then it's like mid January after Wrestle Kingdom is the final. So, yeah. hell yeah. Buckle up, Buttercup. Seatbelt and belt around your waist. Which... And big Burberry belt. And big Burberry belt. Yeah. Yep. Buckle it. Buckle it. You got anything else? Sayonara. <laughs> <laughs>